Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome in to The Lake Show here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Happy to be back. I had Thursday and Friday off. And I will not miss be missing any shows for quite some time. At least that is the plan. You know how things change from time to time. But I appreciate you listening here to the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. Nice to see Blois Olsen here uh, as I came into the studio here at the very end of his show, filling in for Jason DeRush. I hadn't seen Blois in quite some time, so nice to catch up with Blois for just a couple of minutes. Uh, what's not so nice is the fact that the Minnesota Vikings have lost their starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins, for the, uh, for the season. Uh, it was confirmed with the MRI, and we all knew that this was going to be the case. Because if you've watched and paid attention to football for a long time, when guys have significant injuries on the field, um, 90% of the time when it's a torn ACL or an Achilles tear, 90% of the time they know by the time they get to the sideline. They just they do. Now, I get it. The protocol is you don't say the seriousness of the injury in terms of like trying to confirm anything because you have to go through the the protocols of figuring all of that out, okay? Letting the team, letting everybody um, kind of process the information and then confirm it the next day or days after. I totally get that. But what was expected to be the case is indeed the case, and it's a, tor- a torn Achilles tendon for Kirk Cousins, his season, and quite possibly – His Minnesota Vikings career is over, which has prompted um, the question that everybody's asking right now. What should the Minnesota Vikings do? And this is not a difficult question to me. This is a very easy thing for me to address and to answer and give an opinion on. And I will allow you guys to give your opinions on it as well. But my, my take on this is pretty simple. You roll with Jaron Hall. That, that's who you roll with. You roll with the rookie quarterback. You do not look to go investing in some other quarterback. You're not going to do that. Or you shouldn't do that. Because I think that, quite frankly, that's a waste of time. There's a lot of names that I've seen come across different news articles and stories, whether it's Colt McCoy, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Um, people have even propped it up trading for Kyler Murray. Uh, what's the other quarterback? Uh, Ryan Tannehill. No, 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 no. 
the Minnesota Vikings have gotten us into feeling better about them here with winning uh, these last three games in a row. And so now they're back to 500. Does that change what I think about where this team ultimately could be and go? No. I don't think that the Minnesota Vikings are a contender to win a Super Bowl. So with that being said, I don't want to make an investment into bringing in, via trade, another quarterback. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I am going to lose it. I am going to be in a rage. I'm going to be angry if they went out and grabbed a Carson Wentz or if they went out and grabbed a Colt McCoy or somebody like that because, look, you, you honestly, you need other arms here anyway, even with Hall being um, potentially the guy. But my take on this is that you, you need to see what you have in a kid that you drafted. Maybe he's better than you expected. Maybe he picks up things better than you, you would think. Nick Mullins is somebody that is going to be returning at some point too, and I don't think that he's the answer either. But I guess my, my, my point in all of this is that the answer isn't out there. The answer isn't on the couch eating Angie's kettle corn or ice cream. Like, that's just not, I'm sorry. What do you guys think, though? Do, do you think that that I've lost it? Are you on the opposite end of the spectrum from my take and that you just roll with what you have? Do you think that they should go out there and acquire? I'm, I'm going to tell you the, the biggest thing. Don't go looking to trade for a guy. I'm so anti that. And, and, and when we talk about investing in the future and moving past this season, the only name out there that you can even talk about in that way will be Kyler Murray. I don't want Kyler Murray to be the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings with the massive extension that he just got and he's coming off a torn ACL. I'm not for that. 651-461-9226. What do you think? Because I think that the only, the only thing that you can do is roll with what you got. That's the only decision that you have is to roll with Jaron. I don't think that you pivot to anybody else. What do you think, Chris? I think you owe it to this team as it's constructed now to, to look at a veteran. But to me, it's all about the cost. If you're going to go out and you're not trading a an early pick, we know that. Maybe a mid-round pick for who? That's the question, and is it a rental? Why are you trading a mid-round pick when you when you spent a pick on Jaron? Yeah, How many times are we going to do this? But you, to me, when you draft Jaron Hall, and I don't want to put him in the same conversation as Brock Purdy, but that's going to be one of the comparisons that people are going to make. He's a fifth-round pick out of BYU, a little more mature than most you know, quarterbacks, older than... Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and a lot of these other guys that are out there. The question is, when he's a fifth-rounder, I don't think you draft somebody like that with the intent of having him be your guy this year. Now, can he be that guy? Maybe. We don't know. But I don't know if Jaron Hall is the guy 
that because the offensive line has exceeded expectations. And, and Justin Jefferson is going to become a bully. If we were having this conversation, Henry, a month ago, my opinion would have completely changed because at one in four, when Justin Jefferson's on IR, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta look to next year. Like this is a lost season. But why, why, why would you? So you just brought up Jock, Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. but you're saying that you don't expect Jaron Hall to be the guy. Did anybody expect Brock Purdy to be the guy? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. We don't, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. So you got to see. Brock he, Purdy got thrown into the mix. He did. Because everybody got hurt. He did. Can you make the same comparison between San Francisco and their situation and the Vikings situation? I think when it comes to offensively, I can kind of make that connection because you've got Justin Jefferson. You've got mm-hmm. a star wide receiver. Defense isn't the same. The defense isn't the same. The, the defense, I think Brian Flores has done a great job hiding the warts. Like that defense over the last month played much, much better. You don't have a star running back that you can rely on, but you've got a grade A tight end. So you do have some pieces there. I mean, if, if you were ever going to have this happen two days before the trade deadline and a soft part of the schedule is the perfect time for something like this to happen. I, I still, I feel like you owe it to them to explore, but if you're talking like an Andy Dalton or a Case Keenum or a Davis Mills, guys like that, no. I don't, I, I don't want anything like that. So, But those are guys you're trading for, and I am very adamant when I say I'm not trading a damn thing to try to get a quarterback in here for a team that to me ultimately is capped out mm-hmm. on how good they're going to be, number one. And then when we look at and we say that we owe it to them, well, I think that we kind of owe it to Jaron Hall to see what we've got. Like, that's who I think. We, I think we owe it to him more than anything to figure it out. And it, it just, to me, I, I think that we owe it to Jaron Hall just as much as we owe it to everybody else on that team to go out there and say that, you know what, we're going to go try to grab a Colt McCoy. We're going to try to go out there and grab a, a, a Carson Wentz. Right, which and I'm still to this day, I'm still a little bit surprised that Carson Wentz isn't even on a roster. Like I'm surprised mm-hmm. at that, but I think that you owe as much to Jaron to allow him the opportunity to get out there and be able to play. I, I don't, I don't think you owe anything to a rookie at this point. You know, these guys that came here and went into this competitive rebuild, I feel like those are the guys, these veterans, th- those are the ones that I feel, you know. They've battled back to this point. The NFC is mid. You've got some. You've got some good teams, but you're starting to see some flaws. I'm not saying the Vikings are going to be a contender, but I feel for these. You know, for these veteran players like a Harrison Smith, you know, like a a Daniil Hunter, like a Harrison Phillips. I, I feel like you owe it to guys like that to see if you can get some sort of veteran on this roster. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. Your reaction, your thoughts. Am I insane? Do you agree with me? Um, I'm pretty, in terms of my opinion, look, I'm I'm not wavering. I don't want the Vikings to make a move. Will they make a move? We'll see. Trade deadline is tomorrow, right? Tomorrow at 4 o'clock? I believe 3 or 4, yes. I I think think it's like 4 o'clock Eastern or something like that. So so we'll see how things shake out. Let's go to Bill and Crystal. How you doing, Bill? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're doing all right. Say, uh, maybe you guys already mentioned it. To me, it's the most obvious choice. Uh, that uh, Kaepernick fellow. Oh, I don't think that Colin Kaepernick is. I don't. I, I don't think that that Kaepernick is. I, look, at this particular point, I would not. 
And look, you know, I'm a big Colin Kaepernick fan. There's no question about it. Okay. But at this particular point, in terms of like the workout scenario, getting up to speed, and all that, I just think that there's just too much rust there. I, I'm not. Colin Kaepernick hasn't played in the National Football League since what? 2017? I was going to say 17, yes. Yeah. So we're going on like five, six years. Yeah, so so me, and, and, I, and like I say, uh, Bill, I'm a Colin Kaepernick fan, but I think that that ship has sailed. But no, my understanding is he's been keeping in great shape, he's fit, and would also show the world how progressive and open-minded we are. We're not holding that against him about the knee thing, you know? Yeah. All right, well, well thanks for the phone call from Bill and Crystal. That, that's I think the number one thing Bill brought it up was the NFL – uh, or people not holding it against the NFL, still holding that against Colin Kaepernick. Which they is, are, which is ridiculous. Which is which is sad, and I, yeah. and I think that you know because Bill brought it up. Yeah, the NFL is holding that against him still, which is stupid by the NFL. But I, I just it's hard for me to think that a guy can be out of out of football this long and play quarterback at the highest level. Yeah, because I mean, there's he. Whenever you see him, he's always in great shape. Yes, and he's a top notch athlete. It's more than just being in great shape. Yeah, though. yeah. There's you know, it's what they call football shape. But, I, I mean, Colin Kaepernick, at his peak, is a hell of a football player. Absolutely. Hell of a football uh, Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah, like you said, I, I kind of think that ship has sailed. All right, 651-461-9226. More reaction. What you think about uh, the Vikings season with Kirk Cousins? Should they go out and acquire um, a, another quarterback? Um, I don't think that they should. But I wonder what this means for Kirk Cousins going into next season because clearly he's out for this season. That could move into next season. But would Kirk Cousins take a little bit less money and it be tied into his favorite band that's coming to Minnesota? And this is super-duper interesting. We get to it next year on The Lake Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. News Talk 830 WCCO with a little creed. 
maybe we can work Creed into a situation where we can get Kirk Cousins back at a massive discount. I am not sure that that is indeed the case, but I'm all for trying. Still talking about Kirk Cousins for one more segment before we move on to other matters. Uh, 651-461-9226. But I bring up Creed because if you haven't uh, heard the news, Creed is going to be uh, coming to Treasure Island Casino uh, this coming uh, or next year, okay, as in 2024, okay? Now, the date for the concert is – I saw the date on here. Why am I blanking on it now? Um, August 17th, 2024. Aug- August 17th. So August 17th, 2024. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having my back. I got you. Because I saw it here in the article, and then I, there, there it is. Okay, out at the outdoor venue, August mm-hmm. 17th. All right, so August 17th. That means Vikings will still be in the midst of training camp and preseason football. And – we can do one of two things. We could totally be on board with the next new quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings next year that's replacing Kirk Cousins. Or we could talk about Kirk Cousins returning, rehabbing off of the torn Achilles this season. That is into this season. I am not somebody that is willing to go and pay Kirk Cousins what he's worth, okay, pre-injury okay. next year. Kirk Cousins is getting up there in age. You factor that in. He'll be 36, I think. Okay. Kirk Cousins is coming off of a torn Achilles. You have to factor that in. Maybe. Now, how does that play into negotiations, though, for somebody that's an unrestricted free agent? My, my my point in bringing all of this up is we know that Kirk Cousins is a massive fan. His favorite band is Creed. Maybe we could get some sort of Creed discount with Kirk Cousins. You mean some sort of uh, like my sacrifice kind of? Yes. Okay. Yes. Maybe okay. some special um, concert at his home that Creed could do outside of the Treasure Island appearance. Maybe Scott Stapp can like. Pay him a visit at his house at the Casa de Cousins? Maybe maybe Scott can be in the room when they do the procedure for the uh, for the torn Achilles and maybe perform a little music as he's coming out of, you know, coming out of surgery. Yeah. A private, intimate setting. I, I just... He could do it with arms wide open, too. We're having fun with this. Yeah. But in all... And, and I mean this in all honesty... As much as I like Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is playing good football Yeah, this season. I'm not willing to pay Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to give him the bag with him coming off the injury. I'm just – I'm not doing it. It, 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 it. We are not in a situation where you're handcuffed that you got to say, all right, we're going to try to go ahead and try to resume um, our previously scheduled um, show – with Kirk Cousins coming out of rehab. It doesn't work no, like you, that, you, man. There, you can't do that because you're assuming too much. There's no guarantee we know what Kirk Cousins is going to be like when he comes back. Yep. Because there are certain injuries that they have a hard time, like athletes have a hard time coming back from. And, I mean, I will say that 
he's not a running quarterback like a uh, Lamar Jackson or you know Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. So it's not going to affect him as much. Yeah, he's a pocket passer. Yeah, but I believe it was his right leg, which would be his plant, plant which would yeah. be his plant foot, yep. which is different. I, I mean, maybe we could get him some like first row seats to Creed and give him like a hundred and fifty bucks, maybe? maybe. I mean, he's so rich. Dude, he, he could get tickets if he wanted, but that's what I'm saying. Put it, make it part of a new deal. Yeah, and and and, and you, could, all, you could skip training camp that night to see the concert. In all seriousness, the only way that I would want Kirk Cousins back now after this injury is if it's a massive discount. If if he gave the Minnesota Vikings the hometown discount and it's a and it's a pretty significant one, then yeah, I'm all for him coming back. You, and, well, to but me, beyond that, I'm not I'm not for it. Yeah, to me, this is very interesting because you don't know what Cousins' condition is going to be when you go into the draft next year. Let's say, no matter what happens this year, short of you know making a a deal for for you know let's say Kyler Murray hypothetically, because then you're locking him into being your next guy. If you don't have a plan next offseason, you don't know what Kirk Cousins is going to be like. So you go into the draft, you, you don't know, and then you come back to Cousins. If you give him a one-year deal and approve it, is he your guy? Or does he have to earn the job back? To me, there's just there's a lot of things at play. And I do feel bad because this is the one time in his career that he suffers a significant injury is probably the one year that he can't afford to have it in terms of not having that certainty for next season. Because, I mean, he... Well, he, but he did get the... Well, yes and no, because he did get two massive paydays. He got the big money, all guaranteed up front, yeah. from the Vikings when he got here. For the three years. When, when and Washington then he got the didn't want him. Didn't, didn't, and then he got... Well, he got multiple extensions, right? He got years tacked on. Yeah, but he always got those extensions. Yep. Like, he doesn't have that now. Like, he's... Yep. No, because he's unrestricted, yeah. He's unrestricted. So, it's it's... Yeah, there's a lot of things that are at play right now, and it's... Yeah, it's it's a great talking point because if this happens next week, like you got somebody on the couch or you got Jaron Hall. You've still got in the next, you know, 20 hours to figure out what's going to happen with this team. And the other thing that people need to recognize and understand about this entire situation is that there's another, I guess, layer to this that has totally screwed the Minnesota Vikings. And that other layer is the fact that somebody that they drafted a couple of years ago is no longer here, and maybe that will be a guy ready, and that's Kellen Mond. You drafted Kellen Mond, and Kellen Mond ain't around. And that wasn't a seventh round pick. The, that wasn't a, that was that was a significant pick. Yeah, what was that? What was he? A third round pick? I, th- I want to say a third, third round pick. Third round pick. And I mean, you threw the baby out with the bathwater awfully early with that. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is why you at least got to give some of these things a shot. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll step away from uh, sports uh, for the time being. We'll get back to that at the top of the hour as we'll remember the, uh, the young man, um, the former UMD hockey player Adam Johnson, who lost his life um, over the weekend. Very tragic situation. We'll talk to Bruce uh, Siski, voice of uh, UMD hockey, here coming up at the top of the hour. But coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather. And there was this opinion piece in the USA Today that had me thinking about the state of churches and religion in the U.S. that I want to discuss. And we get to it next here on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830 WCCO. 
A very interesting opinion piece that showed up in USA Today that I want to uh, to bring to your attention and, and get some reaction. And as always, our uh, our text line, our phone line, always open. The City's One Plumbing Talk and text line, 651-461-9226. That number again, 651-461-9226. It states, our churches are dying. To reach Gen Z, faith leaders must get back to the basics. They say if religious leaders do not make some serious adjustments 20 years from now, a whole lot of church buildings are going to be restaurants. So when I saw that headline, oh, I totally gravitated to it. I said, let me see what, they, what they're talking about here. Okay. Let me see what they're talking about here. So in this this op-ed from Buzz Thomas, they go through and they start talking about things that they believe should not be happening in society currently with churches for the sake of us not... um, having a situation 10 or 20 years from now where there's a large portion of Americans that have just kind of poo-pooed church, poo-pooed synagogues, just want to just step away from that because of specific reasons that they lay out here in this article. And I want to go through a few of those here and kind of react and give my opinion and love to get your reaction as well. The first thing that they start with is they say, stop mixing in political party affiliation with religion. And I'm going to be honest with you. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, I agree with that. We have to stop. I don't care what you want to call yourself, whatever you want to affiliate yourself with politically. Stop attaching that with religion. And they've been going to say right here, they say, first, stay in your lane. You are not the Republican or Democratic Party at prayer. God's precinct is the universe. And I have no issue with that statement. I I, I think that that, I got to be honest with you, Chris, that does turn me off. When people, oh, yeah. when people and I'm talking about on whatever side of the aisle you want to claim, yes. or even if it just is the end, of, I don't like that when people start trying to, make it seem as though their religious beliefs are attached to political, political stuff. Yeah. I just that, – that bothers me. It, I, it has always bothered it, me. It, it has, and it's gotten to the point where religion, I feel, has been bastardized, where it, it has become almost a negative when you put your religion and your faith out there. It's almost skewed as it's attached to whatever the stigma is politically. And that's the problem with it because that's where – I mean that's the separation of church and state that I, I feel – you know, it's just kind of that's where we're heading. But no, that that absolutely – I've not looked at the article, but it also caught my attention, but I'm glad that you did it. But yes, that to me is the number one turnoff of any religion because it is so intertwined with politics. The second thing they bring up. Because they're thinking about, you know, uh, the younger demographic and all that. They say, no way greats Gen Z. 
big issues like climate change. They state here, if you want your church to thrive in the 21st century, you also need to brush up on climate change. The number one issue for many young people is the environment. And yes, I'm 50, you're approaching 50, but those young people that are 25 and younger, the climate and the world around us, yeah, it's a big deal. They're trying to be here for the long haul, right? (laughs) Yeah, and and, you know, here's the thing with that too, Henry, that there are people that look at it, well, you know, it's not going to affect me, so what do I care? There are people that you don't look at what the future is because you are not going to be around. And that's the unfortunate thing. Get dialed in to them. It's more about thinking about them than it is yourself. But anybody that is not thinking about the world and thinking about, uh, you know, the the global environment of our climate – with relation to other family members that you have, whether you got kids or not, or nephews or nieces, I mean, that's a pretty selfish way that you're kind of looking at the world. And then we go on, the, the piece, I want to read one of the pieces here from the, from the article, it says, uh, any church that wants to re- uh, reach young people needs to get back to the most basic of the basics. From Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Our job is to be good stewards. And essentially what they're trying to say here, okay, because I'm not trying to get all preachy, is our job is to be good stewards of this beautiful planet that was given to us. Okay? And I can, and I would agree with that as well. And then I, I guess <laughs> um and this is a, a very this is a very interesting way that they kind of lay this out. But they they make the point of we ministers must stop being know-it-alls. I find that interesting. And they explain it in this way. They say, and don't get too carried away when the beliefs do come. The fact that somebody is trying to be a faithful just disciple of whoever you believe um, should be belief enough for any church. It's time we quit trying to make people believe um, what they deem, it, at least in this article, the unbelievable. Look, I am somebody that has has a strong faith, okay? And and what I mean by a strong faith is I pray every day. I try to be the best person that I can be here on earth um, knowing that I've always been taught and raised in a household that worshiped, that went to church, that wanted to do the right things that we believe are proper for just the, the way that I was raised, right? I am not somebody that goes to church all the time. And to be honest with you, I haven't been to a church service, like an actual church service, since the pandemic started. Okay? So it's mm-hmm. been a few years. Have I done the online church stuff? Absolutely. Have I been inside of a church for memorials and services? Of Of course. But to me, that's not the end-all, be-all to being a faithful servant, right? That, that's something that, that, I, that I find is very important to me. But when you start going through the different concepts that we're talking about with this opt-ed, I think it's important because, you know, when, when, they, when they stated um, the, very first, well, the very first point that I got into in the opt-ed about keeping the politics out of it and all that stuff, I think is one of the most important parts of this 
um, of this piece. Do you feel like we can go back, though, from not putting the politics in religion and crossing that over? Because I feel like I think, it's, I think, it's so I think, far into it now. I, th- I, think, I think it depends on your individual background, okay? And what I mean by that is, is that I think a lot of it has to do with the institutions and the schools that you went to. Now, if you want a heavy dose of religion um, in your child's school, more power to you. I went to Breck, Episcopal Independent College Prep School. Yeah. I went to Minneapolis North, which has no, you know, you know, uh, uh, tie-in. I went to Ascension as a young kid, Catholic school. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think that there are a lot of people that want to indoctrinize their kids at such an early age in certain parts of the country. And then I think that's when things get a little bit awry. Yeah, and to me, look, where things are going right now, they're when, you know, we were in Sioux Falls, we really, because I grew up in a um, in a Lutheran household. Mm-hmm. My wife grew up in a Methodist, but we were looking for non-denominational. And, and I mean, that's that to me was the key. And, and you kind of get into these mega churches when you're talking about non-denominational and now, you know, moving around and everything, we, we've got certain like requirements and we've got certain expectations. And one of the things that we were looking for is what they call an affirming church, which is one that accepts all that is LGBTQ friendly because I'm very much an ally of the LGBTQ community. I, I have been, I've got friends of mine that are, you know, that are in that community. I've got relatives that I'm fond of, and I'm very much on this. So you you find some that are fanatical about the, the workings of the Old and the New Testament, but then you have some that can look at that and also apply it to the real-life secular times. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of where some of these churches are they're missing the mark with taking some of that and trying to apply it into the secular world nowadays. Yeah. And 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 from the 651 on the um, Cities of One Plumbing Talking text line, I agree. You do not need to go to church to believe and or pray. God is not like that. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, 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 faith is faith regardless and, and, of where and, you're and, at. And, and, and that's what I was saying. Like there, there's a lot of times where – and I'm not the most talkative person like when I go to the gym and I'm working out or whatever and I'm, I'm in the – you know what I'm typically doing when I'm in a sauna or anything like that? I'm sitting around and I am, uh, I'm meditating. Mm-hmm. I'm meditating. Well, that that's your downtime. And I'm praying, huh? So that's yeah, that's that's your downtime reflection time. Yeah. Uh, this from the text line from the six one two. Why must we slap labels on people? Why does it matter what faith, color, religion, or orientation is? The only label that matters is human being. Uh, they are called human rights for a reason. Hey, you, hey you're, you're preaching to the choir, my man. <laughs> or, or woman, you are preaching to the choir. No, no lies detected there. I mean, No it, lies detected. No. And this one from the 763, and I agree with this. Uh, like uh, Eagle Brook, they say, I think that Eagle Brook is setting the new format standard for church. And I, I, I have watched uh, uh, several of their services online, uh, and it started during the pandemic. I'll say this, though. It does go back to what they said in the um, in the uh, in the opening, though. We're probably going to have a lot of churches going by the wayside, though, like a lot of them maybe may being torn down or just you know just 
going to be converted to something else? Because I do think that there are a lot of people that aren't going to necessarily the Sunday service or the traditional church like back in the day. Because times yeah. do change. And, and, that, and that's where, I mean, that's where we're at. The, the, the Sunday morning, wear your Sunday best, you know, from 9 to 10 and Sunday school. Like, all of that has now changed. And mm-hmm. you, it's just any, it's like anything in life. There needs to be an evolution of how you can gather and worship. And if you don't want to gather and worship, that doesn't make you any less of a Christian. That doesn't make you any less faithful. Yep. Because like you said, Henry, you can do it on your own time. And to, to me, it's, it's not about where you're at. It's about what you're doing, where you're at, not location. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, candy corn. Does candy corn deserve all the hate that it gets this time of year? I say no. I think I think that Christopher Tubbs thinks it does. We'll debate that next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. It sounds like Christopher Tubbs is an absolute hater of candy corn. I don't think that candy corn should get all the hate that it does. Shouldn't be also shouldn't be eaten. The Associated Press says love it or hate it, feelings run high over candy corn come Halloween. This is my take on candy corn. Okay, and then I'll let you react, Chris, since you're such a hater. I think that candy corn should be celebrated, applauded during Halloween. And I'm serious with this. If there's ever going to be a time of year where you are all about candy corn, it's now. When will you ever respect candy corn other than that? I think that this this is candy corn is a Halloween esque treat, is it not? It, it is, but so is right. Fra- so is Frankenberry's Count Chocula and Booberry. I'll rather eat those than candy corn. Candy corn is like the nastiest thing that no, has ever not. been. Yes, that and circus peanuts. But candy corn is like the most disgusting thing that could. I mean, that could go in your your Halloween basket. I mean, there's not even close. Really? Yes. Yeah, the best way to eat no, candy corn is you take the bag, you open it out, and you pour it right in the garbage. Then you tie up that garbage, you double bag it, and you put it outside, and you roll it out to the street. What do you think of Peeps? Do you like Peeps? I don't mind Peeps. During, during Easter, you, you love Peeps? I don't mind Peeps. I, I don't like Peeps. Look, I, I'm not sitting here saying that I want to be the face of candy corn. Because I don't care about candy corn enough. I, am I good with it? It's fine. I rarely eat it. You seem like you're awfully passionate about candy corn. Well, I, just you, I, I just don't like the hate. I just don't like the hate. I know. It's Halloween colors, too? Like, how can you hate candy corn? It's the Halloween colors at Halloween. Peppermints, Christmas colors, and I don't like candy canes? You take that back. No. I'll fight you. You don't like candy canes? I don't like candy canes. Sorry. All right, coming up next, a very tragic situation from over the weekend. The tragic death of Adam Johnson playing the game that he loved. The voice of the University of Minnesota Duluth hockey program, Bruce Siski. He joins us next on The Lake Show. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.